0: Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message.
1: With God, the word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not recognize it. The light shines through the darkness, but the darkness didn't even notice. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Even in his own land and among his own people, he wasn't but to those who believed him those who believed in his name to those who believed he was how he claimed and would do what he said he gave the right to become children of god and we have seen his glory the glory that a one and only son can only receive from his father full of grace and truth the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word became human and lived here on earth among us. And having become human, he stayed human. He humbled himself. He didn't accept any special privileges. He lived a selfless, obedient life to die a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that crucifixion. But it was our sins that did that to him. He was bruised and wounded for everything that we've done wrong. He was wounded for our transgressions, pierced for our iniquities. He did all this just so we could be whole. And God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue confessed that Jesus is the master, of all this is the resurrection that the son came and gave his life that he extended an invitation to know the god of all creation that he offered us love when we knew no peace that he offered us relationship when all we knew how to do was keep and break a bunch of rules this is the resurrection that in his death we have come to know life that we can freely offer our life to him
0: we owe him our life, don't we? He's amazing. I, I just think about all the things that are said there about Jesus and, and our Savior, and, and it causes me to even uh, thank him that much more in, in where I'm at in my life, and I believe each one of us have the opportunity uh, to reflect. So this morning, I want to talk about, and the title of the message this morning is take courage. Take courage. And uh, I was thinking about this, and, and, and a lot of times we, there's other words that we use in our life, but courage is one of those words It's a little bit unique, and how courage, sometimes we think, well, we're courageous if we can kind of wait till all the fear and all the danger and all those things kind of subside, then we can say, hey, we're courageous. There, in, in 1779, as Napoleon's armies were going across Europe and wiping out many places, many towns, there was this t- town called Feldkirch in, sorry, I was just going to say Astoria. It's not, it's Austria. I was going to say Astoria. I was thinking of Oregon for some reason. In Austria. And, and uh, Messina was taking 18,000 men, and he was coming up, cresting over the town, and the sun was rising, and the sun was reflecting off of, of all the weapons, and it was uh, reflecting back on the small town of people. And so suddenly, the town council is concerned, and they call a quick meeting, and they come together, and they say, what are we going to do? We're in big trouble. There's thousands of men up, and they're about to take us out. They're going to attack us. We don't have a chance against this army. So one of the deans from the the church there stood up, and he said, well, I'm just thinking that we go ahead, because today is Easter. Easter it's Easter Sunday, let's go ahead, ring the bell. Call all the Christians here, let's ring the bell and let's get together and have Easter Sunday because there's nothing we can do and let's just leave it in the hands of God. So they said, okay, sounds like a good idea, let's do it. So they rang the bells and the bells sounded loudly and they echoed and reverberated up to where this 18,000 men were. And Messina, His thought right then was, whoa, this small town has called in the troops. They're all here to defend them. We need to pack up and get out of here before we get wiped out. And that was his take from the ringing of the bells. By the time the bells stopped ringing, they had all fled. They were gone. And the church met. They had their Easter service. And it was an amazing time. And I think about the courage it took For them, you know what, we're not going to allow fear, we're not going to allow danger, we're not going to allow the threat of the enemy to stop us from pursuing what we believe in our hearts to do, what we believe in pursuing God and and celebrating this day of Easter. Understanding that courage is not the absence of fear and danger, but it's going ahead and making a decision to pursue in the midst of it, to continue through, to make that decision that, No matter what is going on in my life, no matter what the challenge is, I'm going to take courage, and I'm going to go for this, and I'm going to see something accomplished. And I believe that's what God's heart is for us, to to have courage. And that let those people around you know, let the enemy know that you're a courageous person. in the midst of a challenge, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. I'm going for this. And I'm not going to allow circumstances to shake me To rattle me, to cause me to get off track. And I think about ringing the bells and and, and kind of what would define ringing the bell. So I could say, hey, maybe some of us, we need to ring the bell. We need to ring the bell. And it's really letting those around us let the enemy know, hey, something may be going on in my life, but I'm announcing today that I'm going to trust God and I'm going to believe Him for my my uh, salvation. I'm going to bring, believe him that he's going to protect me and he's going to preserve me through this challenge. And this situation ultimately is going to work out for my good because that's what the Bible says. And I believe that is what's going to happen for me in my life. So some of us need to ring that bell in the midst of whatever we're going through in our life is a declaration to the enemy. And the enemy is going to see that and go, whoa, we need to leave. We need to get out of here because something's happening. There's troops being rallied against us. In Psalm 2714, this is a great verse in the Bible, it says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. At the end of the service this morning, we're going to sing this song, Take Courage, and it's about waiting patiently for the Lord. It's an, it's an amazing song, and it fits so well in what we're doing this morning. There's a a story in the Bible, in Matthew, that I'm going to uh, tell you about. And it's in the, in the Gospels, also all the Gospels, a story. And, it, and it's right after Jesus, the 5,000. An incredible miracle, right? 5,000 plus women and children. So it could be 15,000 plus people. Incredible miracle. But what does Jesus do after that incredible miracle? He, he, you would think as we would, if we experienced something like that, we'd be riding pretty high. We'd think, hey, things are awesome. He told his disciples, he said, get in the boat and go to the other side of the lake. So they obeyed him, got in the boat, and started heading off. What did Jesus do? He went out by himself to start praying. You know, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, there's a lesson there for me. Many of us, including myself, tend to wait till things get a little bit, well, The stuff's already hitting the fan when we start praying, right? It's already going bad. And that's when we tend to start praying. Here's a lesson for us. Jesus, right after Incredible Miracle, he takes time to get away to pray. You would think, man, things are going good. Why are you praying? It's a great example for us. Because if we're praying ahead of time, if we're praying when the things are going good, and there's there's prayer that's going up and we're filling the bowls of heaven with our prayers ahead of time and because there are things coming. Jesus knew, hey, there's going to be challenges coming. But he's preparing. He's praying ahead of time. It heightens his awareness and, and his attentiveness to the things of God, of his Father that are, is speaking to him. And he's very in tune because he's spending time praying in relationship. Because what we're doing, is not about religion for us at all. This is about relationships. It's about having a relationship with our Creator, and so when we when we pray and we're relating and we're talking, then we're much more uh, equipped and able to hear when He is speaking to us, and it heightens our awareness of what's going on around us. And so night falls and it gets dark, and out now the disciples are out on the ocean, out on the lake, and the storm comes. It's getting pretty nasty, pretty bad. The wind's blowing, the waves are tossing their boat around all over the place, but Jesus is aware. Because he's praying, he's praying. he's aware of, of something's going on out there. About three o'clock in the morning, he shows up out on the water. It's dark, it's pitch dark. And all of a sudden, there, there's a fear amongst the disciples. They're afraid, they think we're gonna die. And then they see this shadow come walking up on the water. Some of them are probably looking like, hey, you know, what, what do you guys what have you been drinking? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, and so they're fearful, they're afraid. And Jesus is, hey, guys, it's me. It's okay. And there's one man, Peter. You know, and I think about this, I think the boat. Because a lot of times I think of this little 12-foot boat with, with some guys in it, probably this little dinghy or something. So it's not. It's probably a pretty good-sized boat that they had out there in the water. So for Peter, when he called out to Jesus and, and, and said, hey, um, I mean, if it's really you, call me out there to join you. And Jesus is like, hey, Peter, come on out. Now, it wasn't, I don't think it was a little boat where he grabbed on the edge and kind of tested the water to see if his foot would stay. I think he had to hang over the edge, and he had to let go. You know, so many times, we can't let go, right? We have to be in somehow control. Well, I'll just test to see if God's really there for me. And, and if my foot will, you know, if, if, if my footing is good, then I'll, I'll go for it. When God is saying, no, let go. Let go and get out and, and trust me. It's Because we, w- we want to control our situation. When challenges come our way, when bad things are happening to us, we want to feel like, i got to stay in control of that thing. But, but, but Jesus is saying, let go of it. Trust me. If you, if you don't let go, you won't know. You won't be able to test your faith. And so he, he jumps out there and realizes, he lets go and he hits the water and, whoa, I'm walking. And he's looking at Jesus and he's walking towards Jesus. And all of a sudden, what happens? He Fear strikes him. Hey, this, these waves are huge, the storms. And he takes his eyes off Jesus and he starts to sink. Ah, Jesus, help me. You know, he, he gets all fearful and stuff. And Jesus is pretty calm and mellow. He's like, hey, hold on here, Peter. I mean, you don't, your faith is getting a little bit shaky here. And he reaches down and helps him up. It's like, you don't trust me? You know, would you, would, do you really think that as Peter was sinking, he wasn't going to sink and drown? Jesus, there was no way that that was going to happen. And there's no way that that's going to happen for you if you're obedient in stepping out of faith with, with with God in your in your life and trusting Him. He will not fail you. He will not let you down in those circumstances. And we call Him out on it sometimes. God, you're you're failing me. I'm starting to sink. And because we, we do, we start to sink. Reflect back to Jesus. He's prayed up. He he he's his faith level's high. He didn't wait for the moment of sinking yeah. to go pray. Yeah. We wait for the moment of sinking to go pray. Yeah. That's our tendency. And he's, and God's up there going, wait a minute. <laughs> the only time I ever hear from you is when you're in panic mode, your fear mode. Yeah. He's saying, come on, take courage. Yeah. Come on, take some courage. Start out a little bit sooner in this process. And, and your fear, it, it, your fear may, it will probably not go away because courage is not something that has to wait for fear to disappear. It's something that we step out in the midst of the fear. We're stepping out, and we're trusting God in that. And so we have to make sure, like Peter, he took his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes off the problem solver, and he put his eyes on the problem. How many times do we look at our problem, and we forget to look at Jesus and look at him and go, you're, you're, you're my solver. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to keep my focus on you because you're going to help me. I trust you. And we look at our circumstances and we panic. Ah, God help me. And he's standing there going, come on, really? And, and he reaches out and grabs his to You've got to figure this out a little bit sooner. You know, I, I'm going to be there for you. But he's, he's trying to encourage us that we need to be people of courage. Take courage and not have that little faith and doubt. Here's a question I want to ask you. (laughs) Have you ever prayed and asked God in desperation, God, I need you to do this for me. I need this answer, and this is how I need you to solve this for me. And he doesn't do it the way you asked him to do it. Have you ever prayed and God hasn't done that? I've done it many times. Only three people here. It's amazing. The rest of you must not pray. (laughs) God, I need... This, I need you to do this for me. God, desperately, you need to do this. And he doesn't do it. Yeah. Guess what? The same thing happened to Jesus. The same thing happened to Jesus. We think, well, Jesus never went through Yes, it did. It did. There's a scripture we need to look at in Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. Another good idea. It wasn't just an idea. It was his lifestyle. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. How many have ever been anguished and distressed? This was Jesus. He was anguished and distressed. And he told them, this is what he said, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. He was crushed. He was grieving. He was hurting. He was in pain. Emotionally, this was so troubling for him. And and what does he do? He goes to Jesus. He goes to God, his father. He told him, he said, stay here, guys. Keep watch with me. And he went a little farther, and he bowed his face to the ground, praying this. He says this, my father, He's talking to God, and he was so sincere, so desperate to re- be removed from this emotional pain, this pain that was coming. He, he, it was overwhelming to him. And he says, my father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. This, what I'm about to, seemingly, that I'm going to go through, please don't make me go through this. Please take this from me, God. If you are my father, you, if you love me, Please take this. But he didn't then stop there. Because of his relationship with his father, because of that praying consistently and knowing who his father was and knowing that God had everything good for him and he knew that his father was going to have the best for him and that the situation was going to turn out better than he could even imagine. And so he says please, if you can please take this suffering from me, I don't want to do it. But then he stops to say, yet, I want your will to be done, not my will. I want your will to be done and not mine. How many times do we pray, God, please do it my way. God, if 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 you really cared about me, you would do it this way. You would provide this answer. But we need to see that in our life and take courage in the midst of fear and in danger and trouble and challenges and say, God, I so don't want to go through this. Nevertheless, nevertheless, your will, God, be done, not mine, because I trust you. I know you. I believe you because my relationship with you says you are a good God and that you have the best plan in mind. And so, Jesus had the courage to leave his life in the hands of his father. He he had the courage to do that in the midst of the fear, even. Anguish, grief, all of those things. He was crushed with grief, it says. But he said, Father, if at all possible, if at all possible, take the suffering from me. God was asking for a full sacrifice from his son in order for you and I to have a full redemption. And it had to happen that way. It couldn't happen just part way. You know, Jesus, as he was walking in agony and pain up to be nailed to the cross, carrying the cross, at any point, he could have said, no, I'm not doing this. He really had the power to call it off at any time. But he realized, he saw the bigger picture. He saw you today, sitting here today. He saw every person ever to be born in this world. He saw everyone And it was there, and he said, you know what? If I do this and I save myself from this anguish, it could all end in a good way for me here, but it will end in a bad way for the billions of people after me that they won't have a sacrifice. They won't have new life. And today we're here and we can experience new life in Christ because he said yes to his father, even in the pain and anguish that he was in, the grief that he was suffering. It went completely dark when Jesus took his last, last breath. Boom, it was dark. But you know what? In our darkest hour, when we're in the deepest part of our challenges, that's when God shines his light the brightest. It's in your darkest hour that he will come, and he will come to your situation, and he will bring his light, his love, his guarantee to you that he has your best interest at heart. So many times we think, God, you don't know what's going on in my life. If you did, you would jump in here and fix this. And maybe he's saying, well, maybe you don't know what goes, is going on in the big picture because it's going to be a greater down the road if you would just allow me to do this. And w- it works in our life. We we have character things we're working through. He's helping us and growing in our walk with him. We need to take courage in the midst of fear. We read about the story of Jesus after he was put on the cross and then he was buried was one of the these points that were addressed this morning in communion before it became light on the third day mary magdalene is going out to discover that to the tomb and discover that the stone is rolled away and that jesus isn't there she goes back and peter and john something's happened something's happened he's gone so they're running They're running full speed. John runs a little faster than Peter. He gets there, looks in, and sees, wow, there's these linens that are folded up nice in a pile, but there's no Jesus. Then Peter looks in, discovers the same thing. They're a little befuddled. What's going on? They don't really get the whole purpose. They don't fully understand what was spoken in the word, that he was going to die, and then he would be resurrected. They left. They they leave the scene. And then Mary Magdalene, she's standing outside the tomb. She's crying. She looks in and then sees these two angels in there. Why are you crying, woman? Why are you crying? Well, somebody came and and, and took Jesus. I I need to know where they took him. I need to go find him. She was upset. She turns around. She's startled. There's this man standing there. She doesn't even recognize him. She thinks he's the gardener. He says, well, Why are you crying, ma'am? Why are you crying? Well, well Jesus, he, he, he's gone. I don't know what happened. He was here. He's telling her, take, take courage. This is part of the plan, this is part of what's supposed to happen. She recognizes, and he's like, Hey, <laughs> there's, a, there's a plan here. I'm going to be ascending to my father. Uh, there's some good things happening here. I, I'm going to be going up and spending time with my Father in heaven. And, and you need to go tell your boys, the brothers, go tell them. Tell them what the plan is. And so she goes off to, and and, and he's saying, take peace, be at peace. And, and that's a word for us today too. And not only to take courage, but be at peace. Be at peace, because those are the words of Jesus. Be at peace, because we get so anxious and wrapped up, and what happens is we take our eyes off of Jesus, and we put them on our circumstances. It's a natural thing. Don't beat yourself up over it. We all do it, but recognize, wow, I I need to kind of get back in that place of taking courage and being at peace, because I know Jesus cares. He cares so much. He, and he, the reason he did this was to forgive our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We get in such a panic about our situation, and Jesus is here to say, take courage, be at peace, be at peace. I'm with you in the midst of your challenge. I'm here today to tell you there is life after your challenge, after whatever circumstance you're going, there is incredible life that God has for you, a great plan for your life. Maybe God's asking this, are we fully committed to him? Are, are we willing to put aside some of the things that we think are our great values, the great things? Are we really committed, fully committed to faithfully trusting him with our lives? Or do we just run to him when we're in a, when we're in a pickle? Are we gonna commit ourselves to him fully and say, I trust you, God, I'm coming to you when things are going good i'm coming to you i'm spending time with you we're 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 filling up the bowls of heaven so to speak with our prayers because there's the time when the challenges come cuz they do it's a guarantee that we can continue to go to him and say lord you know i you know my situation already we've been talking about stuff all the time and in good times or bad times and he's there just and he's saying hey take courage step back be at peace let me let me Put my touch on this let me do it it may not go the way you think it should go it will go the way he knows it should go because he knows way more than we do so that's where we trust him I'd like to ask if the worship team would come up at this time say one more scripture and a couple more comments galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 so let's not get tired of doing what is good At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm here to tell you today, don't give up. There's blessing coming. There's a harvest coming to your life. There's, you know, in the midst of your challenge, don't get tired of doing what you know to do. Doing good. continue to do that because in the end, God is always faithful. You know, as parents, if your kids came to you only when they needed you to bail them out, and that's the only time they ever talked to you, only to bail them out, would you really feel warm and fuzzy about your relationship or that their they're love for you? Uh, God understands us. I'm not saying that He's, but there's something more that He loves about when us as His kids come to Him not just at those times where we need to be bailed out, but we spend time with them, we hang out with them. As a father, I love when my kids would just, it, for no reason, give me a hug, or dad, I love you, or, you know, thank you, or whatever it is. It, there's just something special about it. It's not just the phone rings and you see your kid's name on the phone, and you go, oh no, no, take courage. It's time to take courage and be bold in our commitment to our Heavenly Father. Again, courage is not the absence of danger or fear. But it's the decision to go ahead with what we need to do in the midst of it. Take courage. Let's stand this morning as we sing this song. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast.